Oh, yeah. July 19th, 2019. We're back again on a Friday. Backdoor cover, let's go. What's happening, my friends? Brad Key is here. What's up? Brad's sitting on the other side of the room, not looking at me. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, I like it. I feel like we're on a phone call, but we're in the same room. It feels good. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. If you've been listening to Backdoor Cover, and you should be, you should check out last night's episode of Titan High, America's number one baseball podcast. Oops. Featuring picks from Can't Miss Mitch and uh, a bunch of other stuff. We talk about all sorts of brawls. It was a great conversation with the the boys of Titan High. And check them out on Instagram at Titan High. Uh, Anything else, Brad? We've got uh, Mind of Micah this week. Coming today, America's number one Jersey Shore podcast, Thursday. Breaking down a two-hour episode last night. Uh, with, they did two more hours? Yeah, it was a lot. Are I they doing two it, hours every time? I hope not. I don't know how much more of this I can handle, but I watched it, and I will be joined by a mother of two from Long Island, Ann Q, who was a big star when she did Thursday a few months ago. I hope she didn't back. neglect her children for two hours to watch that show just for you. Apparently, I told her to watch the show so we could do it. Okay. And she didn't know that it it what that it was new. Okay. And so she watched like six episodes of the dating show that had been on previous. Oh, no. Double Shot at Love. So we'll talk about that too. Well, that's dedication. But I feel bad for her. But uh, big shouts to Ann Q, who will join us live from Long Island, New York this afternoon. You're going to enjoy this. Live from Long Island is a good show name. That's uh, Mind of Micah. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Jersey. America's number one Jersey Shore podcast. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about sports, Brad. Sports. Yesterday, of course, we we talked tight and high. We covered all the baseball stuff. We talked for a minute about college football, a little bit about the pros. Uh, today, there's a lot of golf going on. So should I, should I play the buttercup music? We don't need any music. Let's just roll with it. Um, just a couple of quick updates. Tiger Watch. I'm playing Tiger. it anyway. Oh, I got going. no headphones on either. Tiger watch. Tiger went one under this morning. That put him at six over for the tournament. He's going to miss the cut unless there's a miracle tsunami of rain and everybody just blows up. Uh, There actually is a bunch of rain in the forecast, but I can't see that happening. Uh, Let's see. Mickelson went three over today. That puts him at eight over for the tournament. He's done. Good night. Adam Scott, one over for the day, eight over on his tournament. He's gone. Uh... In dead, fa- in dead fucking last, which we covered last night in uh, our Titan High episode, David Duvall, uh, he is now sitting at plus 27. Ooh. He's plus 7 on the day through 12 holes. He is really getting it. That's uh, not what you want. A uh, previously world number one, David Duvall. Well, like 15 years ago. Yeah, he, I, he is actually uh, competing against Tiger back then, too, for world number one, that's, which is kind of funny. That's crazy. Yeah, well, let, hey, let's, enough about the losers. Let's talk about the leaders right now. The leaders. Uh the buttercut favorite, Sugar Shane Lowry, went four under today, puts him at eight under on the tournament, and tied for first place with JB Holmes. JB Holmes is finished for the day as well. He finished we at three like under. Him. Yeah, no, but we're not a huge fan of JB Holmes. Although I don't hate him as much as you do. You dislike him? What? You just I just he, he plays slow. Game I don't your, like him. I did uh-huh. notice uh, there's he's the only American on the. At the top of the leaderboard, there's... Uh, Kepka's coming up on him. Yeah, where's Kepka right now? Kepka's sitting at tied ninth. He is five under, so three shots back. Oh, he's Spieth's right there. right there, and his putter was on fire today. I think he had under under 30 putts for the day. Uh, Spieth went four under. He's now five under on the day, like I said. Uh, 
Tony Finau, big big shoe Tony. We like Tony. He's got some giant boats, man. He went one under today, four under on the tournament. That puts lurking. him at tied twelve. Yeah, he's just lurking. Um, yeah, we're rooting for Sugar Shank. So uh, the other two guys of note here: Tommy Fleetwood went uh, shot four under. He's he's in tied third at seven under par, and then old man Lee Westwood, who's always been considered one of the great ball strikers, but has never won uh, anything of note. He is also at tied three. He went four under today and is seven under on the tournament. There you go. Uh, so that's your update. I love it. Tiger's quote after the round is, I just want to go home after missing the cut. So, uh, I bet he's got a really comfortable private jet he flies on. Yeah, I'd like to go home wherever Tiger calls home to. I know. And that was our mini buttercup. Uh, a quick reminder, if you want to hear the entire buttercup preview of this tournament and you got some time today uh, to get geared up before the weekend, uh, check it out. It's on this feed. Buttercut. Brad and Peter, the Irish guy, former professional golfer, broke down uh, the entire tournament. And it's still, they're still good to listen to because their predictions were right on, right off the top. Yeah, there's some great storylines that are still relevant. And then we also, Peter's played the course a couple of times. It's in his, his uh, home country. So, yeah, he has some interesting perspectives on a couple of the holes and what they look like and how he played them. It's, it's good stuff. Check it out. Okay. Uh, let's move on a little bit to the National Football League. Yeah. How many days are we? I, I, I can't count. We are 48 days away from uh, the start of the NFL season. Okay. Which means the uh, preseason will be here right around the corner. The gamblers will be ready. We will be ready for it as well. The league, uh, the big news today in the NFL, the league rules that Chiefs uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill oh, can boy. rejoin the team with no suspension or discipline. He was accused of... Some domestic violence. Yeah, some really gruesome stuff, right? Well, he had really gruesome stuff in his in his it's history passed. in college. This was weird. There were there were tapes, uh, audio tapes that were leaked to the media, and then the complete tape came out. The whole thing is weird and sorted. It's what seems, was it? Just threats? It seems like he was sort of a blackmail extortion threat with his ex girlfriend or whatever. I mm. it's really I I don't know enough about to really comment on it other than the league has investigated it for four months and said that the guy is free to rejoin the Chiefs. So, um, Huge news for Kansas City. That dude is so good. Oh, my God. So good. Um, peace. I like how he throws up the peace sign. <laughs> He's it's, very peaceful. That's the coolest thing about... Yeah, well, that's true. That's the coolest thing about that dude, though, that he has a signature celebration for super long touchdowns when he's running past people. Like, and he's, he is so confident and he's, he's done it so many times like, that he can throw up the peace sign at the five yard line and he knows no one's going to catch him. It's unbelievable. So that's big for the Chiefs. Um, moving on. Moving on. We've got a great interview for you today. I uh, talked, as we promised yesterday during Titan High, uh, I spoke with the founder and, you know, the, the head guy, head of, honcho of Black Sports Online, my man, Robert Littell. I've been following BSO for a long time. They cover things the mainstream media won't. I love how you follow Black Sports Online. I didn't even know this was a thing. They are a great follow on Twitter, and uh, I think they're BSO TV on Instagram, too, so you should start following Robert there. Uh, Robert is like the ultimate grinder. Even before I, we worked, Brad and I worked together, I always admired, like, even before social media, he started. His, he talks about the origins of his website, but he started in, like, 2005. In the interview. And, uh, yeah, the interview we're about to play. And he 
just I, he was just the ultimate grinder. The dude was just putting out so much content. What's the word you like to use for content people grind who put boy. out a bunch? No, no, you call him prolific or something like that. Oh, he's a prolific grinder. He's There's a prolific, no doubt about prolific that. poster. Yeah, he's he's a real king, uh, media king. And now he's parlayed this. He's been around for so long. He's got like real access to people and and uh, entertainment, and he covers all sorts of stuff. So it's a great interview. We. We called him because we wanted to talk about Dwight Howard, which we talked about earlier this week, and and all the weird shit. How did you know him. he was so plugged in about Dwight? Because he knew a I've lot of stuff. I've been following. I followed the stuff on Dwight. Oh, you can just via, pick it up from what he posts huh? via yeah Black Sports Online because mm. ESPN won't touch this about how Dwight Howard had a relationship with a gay man, uh, allegedly, and the guy claims to have that they had a long intimate relationship, and Dwight claims he's never met him. So now now it's out in the public because it's uh, filed. There's been court filings and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, Robert breaks it all down. Uh, he also talks about Ben Simmons, Kendall, Kendall Jenner, and Baker Mayfield, some other stuff. It's a good conversation. Uh, we enjoy the hot boy summer together. Hey, you know what hot boys need this summer, Brad? What's that? To have, uh, you know, well-trimmed balls. Interesting. I mean, I, that's what I think anyway. No, I think that's, I think that's a valid point. You know the best way to uh, take care of your balls? Tell me. Manscaped. That's right. Support for this show comes from Manscaped, the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers uh, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's a good. That's a good that line. That's a it good rhymes. quote. Uh, we we've all been there. We've all nicked ourselves, or uh, you know, nobody wants to. You know, what's worse than nicking your sack? It's terrible. It's very sensitive. And the reality is, don't be a fucking broke boy. Don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls. That's just nasty and gross, and you don't want that. That's a fact. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 2.0, which is a great name. It's got proprietary skin-safe technology, so this summer you won't nick or snag your nuts. And don't it just this is good stuff. Manscaped also has crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting your deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? and a part of your body that hopefully will be exposed to a partner at some point. Here's the deal. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BACKDOOR, one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BACKDOOR at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job because your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping with code Manscaped or the code BACKDOOR at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Dot com use promo code backdoor one word okay without further ado here's our interview with robert Littell from black sports online brad and i will be back on monday with a brand new episode call our hotline 800-392-6344 800-392-6344 follow us on instagram at backdoor cover podcast follow brad at bradley key follow me at micah weiner m-i-c-a-h-w-i-e-n-e-r check out mind of micah and uh, we will be back next week with more backdoor cover and more tight and high. You got anything else, Brad? That's it, and that's all. That's it, and that's all. Here's our interview with Robert Littell. We are honored to be joined now by the great Robert Littell from Black Sports Online. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm out here in uh, San Diego for, for Comic-Con with the rest of my uh, comic book nerd friends. Oh, that. <laughs> That's nice. What's uh what's your favorite comic book character? Who's who's your guy? Oh, Spider-Man's my guy. I always related uh even when I was young to Peter Parker because you know, he was smart, uh, but he always had some issues. He was broke, 
Uh, but he always got the cute girls, too. So he had a little bit of everything going on. So I think as a kid, he was much more relatable than the Batmans and the Supermans uh, of my day. I got gotcha. you. Well, nice. Uh, well, I appreciate the time. And, and for those who don't know you and don't know your website, like including Brad, my co-host, uh, you know, I've been a long time fan of yours. You, to me, have been the ultimate grinder in the, you know, the sports media universe. There was a time where you just grind out 100 posts a day, it seemed like. Tell me about how you started the site, how long you've been doing it, and uh, what it looks like today. Well, you know, I, you know, in my college years, I, I always wanted to be in uh, traditional uh, media. I went to uh, Ohio State. I have a journalism degree. Uh, my, my goal was always to possibly be back then, you know, when they were important, uh, a newspaper writer or radio host or TV anchor, like the, the six o'clock news sports guy. That was always uh, my dream. Um, you know, as I was getting out of college, you know, technology started changing a little bit. Uh, the Internet uh, was becoming a super huge thing. Social media was in its infancy. Um, and while I was out there looking for those jobs, I thought it would be a good time to start up a site uh, that was specific about sports uh, that, you know, came from an African-American perspective. Uh, it wasn't many sites, if any, uh, like mine uh, when I started. And I started this all the way back in, in 2005. Uh, they really kind of had those voices out there in the Internet uh, world. Uh, so, so my thing was always to be uh, – you know, back then, you know, when I used to call us bloggers, uh, the, the stereotype was the blogger was, you know, in his mother's basement, wasn't very hip, wasn't very cool, um, you know, and he just talked behind, he was anonymous, talked behind the computer about sports and really wasn't taken seriously. Uh, my goal was to kind of change all that, to make it, you know, hip, trendy, uh, urban, uh, viral. Uh, to have a face to it. People always knew my name. My face was always on my site, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And then, you know, when social media uh, kind of came around and, and you had the explosion of all of these online websites, I just happened to, you know, be in the space. So I, I niche uh, the way that we talk about sports, the way that we talk about sports entertainment on and off the field, uh, the mm -hmm. way we cover sports. Uh, it's always been out there for people who want a different perspective uh, than what you get from mainstream media. And it's just kind of exploded into what it, what it is today. Cool. Well, let's start with the, the big story that the mainstream media is afraid to touch. Let's mm -hmm. talk Dwight Howard. Last week, we uh, I laughed for like 45 minutes because we talked about how Dwight told Arash Markazi uh, that he wouldn't mind going back to L.A. Like, he'd play for the Lakers mm -hmm. or the Clippers. Like, that's going to fucking happen. Uh, yeah. This is a dude that's been on eight teams in the last nine years. He's a clown. He played nine games last season. He was injured, but then there was the other story. And for those of, who haven't been following along with BSO, kind of fill us in on the whole story with Dwight over the last year. Yeah, so, you know, like you said, Dwight Howard, you know, is a Hall of Fame player, but obviously no doubt. In, the no last, doubt. In, the last, in the last few years, he's, all, he's had his ups and downs, and he's always been on that other side of media uh, with some of the strange stories that, you know, like you said, are uncomfortable uh, for the mainstream media to, to talk about because they're dealing with sexuality and things of that nature. But uh, there was a, 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 a gay man um, who uh, probably last year, I think early last year, just randomly went on social media and, you know, said that Dwight Howard had threatened him uh, because he had uh, threatened to out their gay uh, relationship. And he provided some messages and some 
some audio of this. And he had the receipts. It, he had the receipts, as the young kids say. And uh, eventually that turned into an actual uh, lawsuit, uh, you know, because it was public. And that's the, really the way that we handle these type of stories. If someone publicly accuses someone, to me, it's, it's fair game to report about. Uh, we did you know, report about it, and, and no one really touched it, uh, even though I did reach out to a few people. Uh, even when the lawsuit happened, which I think, you know, is a, is a good indicator of when mainstream media normally will touch things. Sure. It didn't get a lot of... Yeah, it was. It, it, it seemed weird to me that uh, yeah. there was a lawsuit including uh, involving a person who is clearly a public figure. Uh, uh-huh. That's an understatement. He's one of the, you know, the most famous athletes in the world still. And it, it just got totally sort of swept under the rug. I don't know if people were uncomfortable with it. I don't know if it's the new direction ESPN is going in, in that they... They're trying to avoid anything controversial, but it just seemed yeah. weird to me. I think it's, it, I think they're just uncomfortable with it. And, you know, we're in a different era now in, in 2019 uh, when it comes to things like sexuality and, and Me Too and those type of accusations. I think, you know, mainstream media is being very, very careful about that. I think maybe if this was five, 10 years ago, maybe it would, it would have, it would have been out there because it was a, a lawsuit. I think now, they were kind of waiting to see if Dwight Howard, you know, spoke about it, which he did uh, recently. Um, and then all of a sudden, then, you know, it was okay to, to, to talk about. Uh, but it just kind of tells you why sites like mine and others are, are needed because, you know, this information would not be out there um, if, you know, we didn't report about it. Now, I know Dwight, you know, said, hey, I don't understand why people reported about it. But if someone is a public figure and is being accused and being sued, um, and, and what I always said was it wasn't even about the sexuality part. Uh, it wasn't the gay or not gay part. So the problem that, that I found was that there was someone that saying that a NBA basketball player was threatening physical harm on them because of their sexuality. Uh, to me, that's no different than if, if, if it was a woman um, that, you know, did this and said, hey, Dwight Howard was threatening to hit me or beat me or whatever, you know, you know domestic violence, uh, automatically they would have, wrote about the story yeah no uh, question it, yeah but because it was a a gay black man um i, I think they hesitated you know on that so it, it, it's odd to me a little bit how they pick and choose those type of things so it, it has this thing been dismissed what what is the the actual status of the legal case or is it still pending uh no last time it's still pending because what happened was dwight counted to uh the gentleman and when he counted suit, it was very interesting to me because the way that he counted suit was he said that he doesn't know him at all. So it's like there's no real middle ground here. It's not like, you know, we know each other. Somebody's and, lying. Yeah, right. Somebody has to be 100% and, and lying. lying big. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah, big. Because, you know, normally in these type of situations, so yeah, I met him or I, I knew him and he's exaggerating or he's not telling the truth. This is pretty much one person saying, hey, we've actually had a relationship. I have messages, I have this, I have that. You have another person, I've never met this person in my life. So somebody has to be, you know, lying. Now, I do think the person who is lying uh, should be held accountable. It's just uh, the lawsuit has not uh, been, you know, rectified to say who's that person. And to me, if Dwight Howard was to settle the lawsuit, then that would mean that he was the one uh, that was lying because I'm not settling a lawsuit if, if, I, if never I say met I've never met person. somebody. Yeah. yeah, if I never met some person. Hmm. So this has to go kind of all the way through, and then we kind of see what happens. Well, we, we shall see. I appreciate you filling everybody in on this. And uh, it's it's uh, the Dwight Howard saga. What a 30 for 30 it's going to be about this dude's career. He's just like 
the most fun guy in the league for the first five, six, seven years of his league, uh, of his career. He took a team to the finals basically single-handedly. And then ever since then, it's just been downhill. And yeah, well, the, and the craziest I, thing you know, is to, to yeah. think is that uh, Orlando won a playoff game bef- before the Lakers. Yeah. This yeah, last the, the year, thing, which was pretty wild. Yeah. The, the thing about Dwight Howard is, and I always warn, you know, players when I do talk to them, especially young players. I see them at summer league sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself to be perfect. Because what happened with Dwight Howard was he came into the league. He said, hey, I'm a virgin. I want Jesus to be the logo. You know, I'm pure. And all he said all of this stuff, and they, they put him up on the pedestal, you know, like that. And then almost immediately, you know, he gets a the cheerleader for the Magic pregnant. And the image, what he was trying to portray and what was actually happening was two different things. And mm-hmm. I think he, he, he's had a problem with that duality uh, throughout his career. And I think that's why a lot of players don't really – like him not because he can't play it's just he doesn't seem real he doesn't seem fake like he's pretending um you know a lot and and i think even on a lesser extent i think that's something that kevin durant has an issue with that is he's still trying to even though you have all this money all this fame you're not comfortable with yourself and that comes across uh to other people Mm -hmm. as fake and phony yeah it's a little different with kd i think just because he's he's just so thin-skinned and uh-huh. like he sort of projects this, like I don't care. But we have so much evidence. It's it's kind of like Dwight, where he says one thing, and the evidence points to something totally different. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, he says this stuff doesn't bother him. He doesn't read the press, and yet we know he's got finstas and he's out on fake Twitter accounts and doing this stuff. It's just funny, especially a guy like Kevin Durant, who was so universally loved, like three, four, or five years ago, before you uh-huh. know when he stayed with OKC the first time and did those things. Uh, that. You know, who knows? Who knows what money and fame and that stuff can do to you? Because you know, we're in Austin. I saw Kevin play his his freshman year here at UT. I had a friend who was a an assistant, and you know, he said that he just see like all Kevin Durant cared about was basketball. He'd go he'd go referee uh, pickup games in the rec center just because he just loved being in the gym, and that he was the you know the nicest the nicest guy. And uh, you know, sometimes the money and the thing, the fame and everything else can change, and the people around you. It, there's it's a it's a fascinating deal, uh, but the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The, Dwight seemed to. I'm glad you mentioned the thing where he came out the first day he was drafted and said that he wants to change the the logo of the league to Jesus, and he's had five or six children with different women, and you know, yeah. it's kind of a different deal there. But yeah, it's always best just to be yourself, whatever that self is, and no one really bothers you because it's like, hey, at least it's authentic. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to something uh, something a little more fun. Uh, ben Simmons signed his extension last week. Uh, he has quite an inter- interesting dating history. Can you walk us through some of the ladies he's been rumored with and uh, what you know what the status is now? Because I, I, I see Kendall is creeping back in. Yeah, so it started, you know, well, he has a pretty good roster. Uh, you know, when he first got into the league, he, he, it was mostly just kind of the IG models. Uh, like, I don't know if you know the. The Gonzalez, the Gonzalez twins. twins. Oh yes, twins. yeah, yeah. The Gonzalez. My fiance Brittany made me Brenner. unfollow them. Actually. Oh no. It's <laughs> probably for the yeah, best. Um, it shouts yeah, the Gonzalez um, twins. I'm sure uh, they're, they're big. Brittany. They're big fans of this podcast. Oh well, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I like. I mean, I'm. I, I do know them. They're, they're nice. They're nice girls. They like, seem quite likable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know that's you know this is the world that we live in. They're now. sort of the um, upper upper level of uh, of Instagram model. 
They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're on the top tier, I would say. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, they, they definitely they they were. It's weird because I was one of the first people to write about them all the way back when they um, was at Kansas. Um, so you know, right when they had got in, and I was like, wow, you know, this, this is interesting, and to see where they are now, you know, hanging out with Drake and stuff is kind of. I want to take a little bit of credit, maybe I should get some residuals uh, from that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, back to Ben, I mean, he dated uh, Brittany Renner for a while. Uh, she's also a pretty high-level IG model. Uh, but then, all, you know, it really started kind of crossing over when he started dating the uh, R&B singer Tanisha uh, for a while. And what ended up happening was he dated her for a while, but then he that's when he met Kendall Jenner. Uh, he was spending a lot of time in L.A. He meets Kendall Jenner, who was, you know, off of Blake Griffin at that point. Um, and then, you know, they started, you know, dating, but it was very odd because I guess the way Kendall Jenner thought of the relationship was more of a casual relationship where Ben was a little more serious. Right. Uh, so she, yeah. She, she would, she would get caught with, you know, you know, dancing on her friends, kissing other boys. And, and, you know, Ben was like, you know, what's, you know, what's happening. So, you know, it, 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 it went on for like that, like pretty much all last summer and into the season. And then eventually they finally do break up. But once they, you know, break up, uh, now she's seen out with Kyle Kuzma. And so it's like, you know, I don't know if she has a thing just for light-skinned uh, NBA players because it's been Blake Griffin, Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, Ben, Kyle Kuzma. They kind of all, you know, got the same complexion. Maybe that's just kind of what she likes. Yeah, we saw the, uh, the but, meme that sort of blew up this week that somebody yeah, posted yeah. that she commented on that I had those five dudes in it and somebody said, like, this is an all-star team. Uh, uh, or this team makes the playoffs in the West or something. And and she said that she's only dated two of the five, which just isn't true. Yeah, well, I guess it all depends on your... I, I guess uh, your definition of dating. Definition of dating. Like, you know, if, if I go out on a... Let's say I went, let's say she went out on a couple of dates with Kuzma and, you know, they did the, you know, they did the bad gamut thing. I mean, is that technically dating or is it just kind of casual? Like, you know, we do know she was with, each one of them, you know. Yeah, it goes back point. to receipts. This this chick is yeah. is photographed everywhere she goes. She's been seen yeah, yeah. on uh, out with these people. And, right, right. You know, so, NBA yeah. players don't need female friends who are twenty or twenty one. Yeah. However old she is, twenty one. Right. Yeah. So, it, so it, it's not the it, way that yeah, generally works. But you know, sure. who knows? Maybe in her mind. Some people, some people give Ben Simmons, you know, a hard time about it because of the whole Kardashian. Jenner thing, which we always do. But to me, I think she's young, and as long as nobody's getting pregnant, uh, whatever, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. I actually think he's a, I actually like Ben Simmons a player. Like, I know a lot of people get on him because he doesn't shoot, you know, jump shots, but I think he has a good feel uh, for the game. Now, off the court, you know, maybe not, but, you know, on the court, I like this game. (laughs) All right. Well, I've taken enough of your time, but I'll ask you one more question. Uh, Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. He's apparently, he's announced that he followed and unfollowed his future wife until she said yes on Instagram. That was the way he got her attention. Is this, Yeah. my first question is, is this how the kids date now? And second, would this work for anyone who isn't a pro athlete? It's definitely how the, how the kids do it now. Every, nobody actually, like when I was a, you know, a, a young adult, I guess, you'd have to actually go to the club or you would have to see somebody, a girl at the post office, you would have to approach her and give her your number on a piece of paper. Now You, you picked up women out. at the post office, Robert? Oh, the post office is the best place back then. Don't tell you know this. You know, right? I'm just saying back then. I'll do it now. I'm just saying that the best places back in the day. You know, I'm talking about the early 2000s. You know, that's when I was in my early 20s. Would be like the post office, 
you know, Target, you know, any, you know, well, maybe not Target because you don't want to like talk to somebody. The grocery that. store or they, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah gro- grocery store, like any place that where the girl wasn't expecting it and you could just, you know, drop a quick compliment. And a lot of times the girls would be like in casual gear. So they figure if you like them in sweatpants and t-shirts, you know, hey, you got a little bit better shot. You know, that's just, you know, my, my thought on it. But these days, people just sit on their phone, sit on their computer, look at a bunch of pictures, and then just hop in the, the DMs and hope for the, the best. Um, I would not um, advise a regular guy uh, to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would not, only for a couple of reasons. First off, like I said, we're in a, we're in a different, you know, era now. And that can be seen as stalking and or cyber stalking and or yeah, you, you don't know, want that rep. You don't want that. You don't want people like I see. I see it almost every day. So a woman will put like a DM message or will out a guy for being creepy online, and you don't want you don't want to you know you don't want the creep status. Uh, you know if you're Baker Mayfield, if you're Odell Beckham or whatever, you can you can get away with that. Uh, but I just hope that people don't read that and say, hmm. I'm going to unfollow and follow a girl every day for a month and see if I can get her attention. If anything, just probably maybe get you, you know, suspended from Instagram or, 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 or Twitter. So you probably shouldn't do that. Are the Browns your team since you're from Ohio? Or are you, you know, I, no, no. I know you're, you, really, we're, we're both journalism majors, so we're totally objective, but you know, is that the team you grew no, up with? Uh, yeah, for? no, I, no, I actually was a uh, Cowboys fan. Uh, when I was a, a kid, I was big in the, you know, the, the 90s Cowboys, the Deion Sanders, the Emmitt Smith. Michael Irvin was my guy. That was my favorite player. Yeah. We uh, them boys. Shouts to uh, yeah. intern Klein. Right, uh, right. So anything that, else? Yeah, you, was, anyth- oh, sorry to interrupt you, man. You got anything else hot going on the site this week? Anything else you need to, uh, that people need to, to check out? Uh, you know, we got, we got a couple of things, uh, going on. Um, I think the, the, the latest one I think people may find interesting is, uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, you know, who got robbed by the two girlfriends. Uh, he's dating, uh, 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 Rick Ross's, uh, ex-girlfriend. He, he, he did the same thing in the DM or the, the IG comments, told her to come through. And next thing you know, he had her on a private jet with no clothes on. So, you can do that if you got if you get a new contract. I don't have any contract, so you know. And plus, I'm engaged, so I wouldn't do that anyway. Well, yeah, but, me neither. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't yeah. posting any photos on a private jet for the last year when he was holding out, but he got he got no. that he got that check. So yeah, yeah, he's on the, he's on the jet now. So uh, that, that's sending that's, a, a, that's sending some sort of bachelor vibes. Like, yeah, you come <laughs> you come through in the DMs, you'll be on a private jet next week. Yeah, I mean, but he's got the money to works. do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only have. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to eat lunch today, and if I got enough in my pocket to do. <laughs> All right. So, where can the people follow you and uh, the site on uh, on socials? Uh, follow me on Twitter at BSO, uh, Instagram and BSO TV, and Facebook is uh, Black Sports Online. The site's obviously uh, BlackSportsOnline.com. Um, I'm accessible to everybody. I like talking to people. I like getting their feedback. I like hearing what they think of the crazy titles and every headlines that, that we do so feel free to reach out to me um and also uh, we've been bringing on new contributors because i like to help young people uh get their start you know in media kind of give them a, a little kick start to maybe something bigger and better thing so if you're interested uh, you can hit me up as well there you go thanks again happy hot boy summer to you yeah well i'm engaged so there's no hot boy oh yeah me neither no yeah 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 uh, so your I, former I, hot boy summer whatever yeah, I, I had my hot boy summers and I'm I'm done. 
uh, with those. So I'm just going to do my old man Mary thing. <laughs> that works too. Appreciate it, Robert. Have a good one, man. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man, that was a great interview. Thanks again to Robert Latall. Follow him and follow the site. I certainly am going to. Yeah. Black Sports Online, BSOTV on Instagram. Check it out. You're missing out. He's covering things that people aren't. Other things, uh, closing notes here. We will be back on Monday, as I mentioned before. Uh, You should check us out. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. Mm, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good time, baby.